Welcome to the journey, the destination, and everything in between. A show where we speak with professionals from a wide range of fields to provide insights and valuable information for our listeners. Our goal is to help students and aspiring professionals make informed decisions about their career paths by offering first-hand perspectives and experiences from those working in their respective industries. Join us as we delve into various professions and learn about the challenges, rewards, and skills required to succeed. Today we have Srijay Barik. He was in my college. We lived in the same hostel, and that's where I started. Where, that's where I first met. Ha, we were practically roommates. We used to, obviously, we didn't share the same room, but we used to stay in the same room all day. Like-minded people tend to find their uh, circle. So, uh, Shrijay studied there. I was studying mechatronics, Shrijay was studying computer science, but none of us were interested in engineering. And we struck a chord on films. Uh, the first day I remember when I approached Shrijay because we were a bunch of friends. None of us had a laptop and... one of our friends told us that my roommate has a laptop and it was shrijay i was like okay let's we have to make friends with him because we need to watch movies we don't have a laptop so that's how we approached shrijay anyway shrijay from beginning was a smart guy obviously not in education he didn't score well like me but he was a smart guy and uh, right now he is in marketing he totally changed his career so i wanted to talk to him about marketing about how about his journey like we always do and nuances of marketing how he sees marketing and it's constantly evolving with new mediums to put out your content and the way people also perceive marketing is changing so we'll talk to shrijay about those things shrijay thank you for doing this I will start with first learning about you about your childhood because I think childhood plays an important part especially if you are in a creative field uh, like this even though marketing is kind of technical but at the same time it's a lot creative and it's a field where it's technical but you don't want to seem don't want to show the world that it's technical you want to show it it's more creative Shreya can you talk about childhood where did you grow up what were your childhood inspirations how yeah I'll start with a more realistic perspective. One of the few reasons that I am in this field and I'm thriving in this field and surviving in this field is because, and you might feel the same, with because that we've had a certain privilege since our birth, right? Uh, without that privilege, thriving in this creative field is quite difficult. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you that my laptop was not the only reason why he became or the other people became friends with me. I used to carry this big bag of food with me all the time, right? I to be like really 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 heavy and hefty i used to i used to pack a lot of uh, snacks when i uh, when i moved to the hostel from home so that was the reason i had so many friends in the hostel but then again circling back to my childhood certainly i've had a flair for movies i've had flair for films music my entire family has a background of music all of the few things that you know that have really helped uh, helped me divulge into this uh, field is that i belong to a i belong to a core business family right every every uh, since since the last four generations my family has been into the cotton business or the foil business or any commodity for that matter and technically i was the only person who was a little out of the out of the box let's say surprisingly i'm the second engineer in my family 
before that it was my elder brother who still follows uh, you know who did mechanical engineering and he's still working in the field and uh, i completed my it engineering after that i i did join an it company surprisingly i was the uh, i was amongst the few who received campus placement i did not believe that i i would be placed from college but then again you know they liked me in the interview but that was a short lived journey though they fired me within uh, two months not something to be really proud of but uh, i remember raju rastogi scene from three idiots i had a similar conversation with my hr she was like you have to a casual attitude for this system government so i tried pulling the raju rastogi one out i'll keep my attitude you'll keep your job so yeah she kept it <laughs> she kept the job i mean after that I, i i was really like really really you know at that time i had to complete my project and i was really desperate to get a get an internship and everything but i i came in contact with uh, some of the seniors and they introduced me to a startup so i was working with a startup called uh, capital world for almost a year and uh, i started my internship with them surprisingly again i submitted two reports during my uh, last semester in engineering i submitted a report where i developed an app a food delivery app and along with it i submitted the report of the marketing activities or the relationship management activities that i used to do with capital was that i was sent to bombay i, I was uh, in acquisitions for the startup so uh, you don't really have a defined role in a startup you do anything and everything that comes your way i i really found marketing communications to be very 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 interesting so one fine day and this is a real story one fine day i was uh, I, i was traveling from andheri to lower parel uh, to dadar and uh, it was raining heavily like heavy heavy heavily in mumbai and i had to be i had to be present for a meeting with the all india manager of sales for india bull home loans right he is a huge deal getting his appointment in the first place is a huge deal so i'm on my way and it's raining really heavily this gojju uncle beside me on the train he told me beta kya jauch le i was like i need to go to dada i need to go to lower parel i have a meeting in uh, phoenix towers i don't remember sorry so he said that if you go today you will be able to come back day after tomorrow so if you can go back you go back so i called up my boss and i told him that this is the scene what do i do now he said no no you cannot miss this meeting at the cost of my life i'm not going over i don't want to fall into some the sewer just like that shrijay chen or shrijay hato the just nahi maza aata i can't afford that so <laughs> i took the train back i i came back home and i said fuck it i'm not doing this anymore i gave the head office a call and i said I, i said i'm coming home the worst part about living in bombay is not the not is not the crowd not the weather it's the homes right I'm not even kidding when I say this. When my mom and dad they came to visit me in Mumbai, my mom did not step foot in my house. It was that bad. It was a one bedroom. It, it was half a bedroom hall kitchen, right next to Andheri railway station. We were four people living in that house, right? And uh, it was a mess. It was bad. And yet the rent that we used to pay was thirty-eight thousand, right? So it crazy amount of money for that smaller place. I said I'm going back now I can't do this anymore so I take the Karnataka express in the evening I reach I reach Ahmedabad back in the morning and over here I I'm, I'm like sitting here and I'm thinking what am I doing what do I have to do 
so the usual thing to do is like build your linkedin profile create your resume all over again you start the journey all over again so i did that and uh, this time i took a smart move of mentioning marketing communications inside my photos and i get a call from an agency in ambar a well established agency in ambar are uh, saying that why don't you try copywriting okay now comes the funny part the same hr that hired me for this new role as a junior copywriter is the same hr who fired me for having a casual attitude <laughs> what are the chances you should ask me so that is that is how i entered advertising but uh, if we go circle back to my childhood then i really i really think that i owe it all to my dad who ensured that uh, you know I'll start with the basics. He ensured that the first film I saw was Lion King, and you know I was never shown cartoons like Shin Chan. I was never uh, shown cartoons like Doraemon or anything in the first place. I started with the cartoons called Swat Cats, and my parents they brought in Tata Sky just for just because you could change the language on Tata Sky. So they ensured that I you know I watch English. I I I get accustomed to English in the first place. So. one of the few reasons that i really owe it to them is this that if you know and my father always has this flair of conversing with me in english when we are at home so that is one of the reasons i know i have that fluency when i write when i read when i speak so that's about it interesting so obviously as you said that we had a privileged background and that's why we are in this place and i think even the campus placement that you got just after finishing the college even though you didn't have great marks was because you could speak well and you could really put forward your ideas very well and i think that's one of those skills which is not seen as important but i think it's one of the most important skills especially yes, when you want yes. to grow in a field which is not any field i think not just marketing any. or creative field i agree any field uh, it's quite important and also english because it's a global world right now especially i i yeah. obviously when we were growing up it was still growing global but now it's quite global anything that is happening in us easily affects what is happening in india uh, yeah, the yeah, ai development the ai development that happened in us it didn't take a long time to come to india it was just like within weeks but when the first computer was made it took years to come to india so right now we are in a world where we need to know the global language and on top of knowing coding or anything like that which is now become a global language as well english is mm. one of those language which anyone should know and our privileged background gives us a chance to know that language so on your linkedin profile you wrote i was told that there is no relevance of what you study and what you choose as a career but obviously i i'm sure that those four years in engineering did help you today uh, i am sure um, if not the things that you learned in the class but things that you learned outside of the class is helping you today so uh, can you take us through those four years of your engineering journey and how because engineering days are also when our perceptions are built college are where you strike new ideas you converse with right. people outside your own bubble especially in our college where people from mesana yeah, is also coming the bubble was huge the bubble was huge our bubble was kind of huge so it, it yeah, helps us one of the to... things that engineering has taught me is uh, thinking logically 
and I think uh, a lot of people from our batch would agree to that because uh, logic is something that does not come quite easy to everyone, right? And uh, once you th start thinking from a logical perspective, I think you inculcate a lot of, it's a very powerful word, but you inculcate a lot of common sense. And especially when you are in an engineering college and you are at the center of a state where you have people flying in and coming in and driving in from every nook and corner of the state. And as far as our college is concerned, we had people from all over the country. So I think one of the few things that you know, I'm really thankful for that I learned in college was reading people, reading people, understanding people, you know, uh, making a way with people. The, the reasons can be anything. I mean, uh, the reasons can be something as menial as, you know, convincing somebody to pay your canteen meal. But then again, you should know how to talk to them for that. So I think uh, one of the few things that Gunpert taught me was that uh, you, should, you should, you have to read the man. It's quite important in marketing. You need to read your audience. Important. Yeah, very, very important. Perceptions and uh, behavioral patterns in today's market, they change like this in a snap, right? See, you have to connect to them at each stage. If they, if they are not connected with you, if they're not aligned with you, you will have to align with them in whatever state of mind they are. And then you will have to convince them to buy your product or get your service. So... I think reading people was uh, something that was really important. So it's something that our college life taught us. And as far as relevance is concerned, I think I really, during my college days, I really, I really loved uh, writing reports. And I, I used to be like, I, I gather a team for me, somebody do the project, I'll help with my inputs if there is anything. But then again, when it comes to the report, I'll make it for you. The report making was a fun process for me. And report making is still a fun process for me. So now just these reports are now called case studies. That's it. So the agency that you work at right now on their website, it says that it's more than a creative agency. We are your growth catalyst. So there are different ways to see marketing and for different companies, marketing could mean different things. For some, it might mean that you have to sell a product. For some, might mean that you need to create audience awareness. For some, it may mean that you have already reached the audiences that you could reach. Now, how do you reach outside of the audiences that are near? So, uh, what do you think marketing is and how do you perceive marketing coming to now going away from your journey? And obviously, this is your journey also, but like now coming into your forte. All right. So, uh, from my perspective, personally, I, uh, when I started uh, copywriting, I've had a lot of mentors over the period of time because writing is not something that just comes to you. You need help. You need to read. You need to watch. I used to watch a hell lot of movies. I used to read a lot. And, uh, and still, I, I always think that when it comes to writing, I'm at, I'm at my 15%. When it comes to selling, selling, I might be at my 75%. But when it comes to writing, I'm still at my 15-20%. Because there, are, there is so much glossary. There is so much vocabulary out there. But then again, you cannot use all those words to convince your audiences. Because your all your audiences cannot be on the same page all the time. Okay. So, uh, when I started writing earlier, I was told that Shrija is one of the right. And this is something that my mentor told me. My, he is quite accomplished in the field of advertising. He told me that, uh, ko pata hai ki kaise likhna hai, kya likhna hai nahi pata. Shrija ko pata hai kya likhna hai, lekin kaise likhna hai nahi pata. 
so this is how i started my journey in advertising my first year i heard this line and then i thought to myself that no if i have to write for a living if i really like this and i want to continue this for a longer time then i need to run both of them so uh, that's the can my journey again later down the line i i when anybody used to ask me that what do you do for a living so people don't understand the concept of copywriting right that little c that they see after the low brand's logo they say that is copywriting uh, and copywriting is a legal process but no i'm sorry it's so i'll have to tell so whenever somebody asks me that what do you do for a living i say that i'm a salesman in writing i always consider myself to be a salesman in writing when it comes to copywriting when it comes to strategies and when it comes to communication of writing strategies for that purpose there is a different there is a different pathway that i take but because there there is a lot of you know understanding people and everything i always say this that i am a uh, our salesman in writing so as you said that shrijay ko pata hai ki kya likhna hai kaise likhna hai wo nahi pata to i am just wondering you came from a privileged background but the content that you are writing is not always going to be for people of not your class all, not at all no 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 not at all and vocabulary also changes according to the uh, books you read uh, you could be reading uh, you you might not read chetan bhagat but the people you are writing for are reading chetan we're talking about yeah. authors please chetan bhagat is not an author but anyway uh, they are reading so their vocabulary is different so uh, how does that understanding uh, come that okay i have to go out of my comfort zone i have to go out of what i know and understand my audience first and then from their perspective write something for them because you are not this is not your creative process where you are writing for yourself to read or you are not selling right. it to you when you are selling a oil you are selling to a labor and also someone who is a businessman so how does that work see uh, you know the privileges may change class may change perceptions may change but people are people right and uh, since the beginning uh, we have remained in between people i think you have an extensive family background i have an extensive family background we've always been on people so uh, you know catching the persona from uh, the people around us is quite easy i'll give you an example when i say that chal let's let's talk about selling oil okay if i'm selling an edible oil for uh, for homes uh, then one of the few things that i'll consider during writing uh, while writing the campaigns or while writing the communications is that i need to understand who is my buyer if my, if my buyer is my mother and if my buyer is a slightly less privileged friend of my mother's who i've already met then i think that their mindset will be very similar to all the other people who are going to buy that one right so i think remaining in between people and understanding people has really has really helped me mend my work over the time so i i think it's the people around us the people who you know the people who we we've, we've been around since our birth so i'll give you another example uh, i think you're a huge fan of uh, the office right you've seen uh, the office yes right so when you go to a work environment you will always tend to find characters from that character you will always you know relate the people at your workplace with the characters in the office that is how it works in the real life as well i always develop a persona of a person who i'm selling to and then i'll try to relate them with somebody i know and believe me there always be there always will be some 
there are a lot of people we know who we've come across over a long period of time, right? So you 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 always tend to find somebody close to your buyer persona, and once you find that, no, you hit that uh, you hit the nail over there, and then you draft communications according to that. I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding. Eighty-five percent of the time, this works. So the homework begins from just living your life and making sure you notice such and small things. People. Ha, meeting you people. people. Any 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 content. I mean, you pick up stand up comedy as well without without observing the stand up comedy is also not going to work the best of the way. So hmm. observing people around you, observing their behaviors, observing their buying patterns. I used to spend hours and hours standing in uh, uh, the aisles of Star Bazaar and D Mart looking at what people do while making a decision to buy. I, I you know. I was called crazy. I was saying, "What is he doing? Why is he standing over here?" But they wouldn't know that I'm actually analyzing, like, why is she picking up the five-liter container and why she's not picking up the one-liter pouch? Why did she not choose this brand this time? Why is she going for that? Doing surveys, talking to people. It is. It gives you different types of revelations. So there are a lot of countries where they use focus group. We don't have that culture of using focus. We do, and... we do, we okay. do. We do have focus groups, but uh, then again, the market research agencies are different, right? Okay. They have their focus groups planned, but sometimes you know the numbers that we receive, the numbers after after the research, the numbers that we received are sometimes botched numbers. So we tend to, uh, you know, we tend to do our own research. So it's not like we have a focus group, but you know, we'll pass on survey forms. to our colleagues and we'll ask them to send it over to other people as well and uh, you know so while making a strategy plan you'll always know that who you want to consider as your focus group or your target audience so we very you know intricately we we carve a different kind of a focus group so it's not become a focus focus group but then again the relevant audience is there so you make sure you know who you are selling to and then find what they like And then big time. That has to be done. That has to be done. Makes sense. So, marketing is seen as it's not just selling. You are also entertaining people because you don't want to come across as just pushing people uh, products down people's throat. And a lot of Never. marketing, yeah, and a lot of marketing is you are not selling a product, but you are selling a feeling. Uh, if you see a ad of thumbs up or cold ring or anything you are selling a feeling of being limitless uh, you are selling so thumbs up of... is not a drink any thumbs up is not a dinner drink anymore thumbs up is too fun now right uh-huh. so you are trying to sell a feeling that you will limitless if you drink this but that's not the pro- what the product does but you are selling a feeling and most of this feeling or most of this product are usually marketed towards people who are more perceivable or more uh, i i would say vulnerable and you are trying to exploit those vulnerabilities in people you know that they might not be able to resist this color this voice of soda's fizz so how do you see this the, because there is a way of exploiting also here in marketing how do you 100%. see how do you see this uh, thing I'll explain you. I'll explain that to you with an example. Chal, thumbs up and Coca Cola are something really different. These are very global brands, and they exist in they ex- already exist in the audience's psyche since a long time. Now, thumbs up's game is to just you know keep uh, 
keep enhancing the stardom, right? They started with Ranbir Kapoor, then they got Salman Khan for a while, and now Shah Rukh Khan is the one who's selling it as Tufan. So, yeah. uh, you know, there was an upgrade. Coca-Cola, on the other hand, they started with Amir Khan back in the day, and then there was Ranbir Kapoor. Now, Coca-Cola does not need anyone. Coca-Cola is thriving in the market without a face, as such. But, again, as I told you, I'll, I'll give you a different example. Are you aware of this brand called CoinDCX? Yes, I am. It's a yeah, so crypto. CoinDCX, yeah, CoinDCX was into crypto. And uh, one of the few striking things that I uh, that I found when they made an ad with Ranveer Singh, they had this Dharavi kind of setup because Gully Boy had just come out. And they had this Dharavi kind of a setup where uh, uh, four little boys were talking about dealing in crypto and everything. I thought, who are they trying to appeal to? Who, who is the target audience? Why are they? Why is Bitcoin being sold like this, or why is cryptocurrency being uh, being talked about by people like this, by people who who have a limited fund? Why why not to the people who actually have a lot of money to deal with crypto? And then one day I realized I walk into work and I ask around uh, who uses Coin DC and who's you know who's familiar with the entire thing. Surprisingly, the only person who was the most active on CoinDCX was the Pune at my place. Then I came to know, then I came to understand that TCX actually pulled a masterpiece by luring the people of the lowest strata who have nothing to lose. When you have nothing to lose, you have everything to win. So, again, marketing strategies work in mysterious ways. Yeah, marketing strategies work in mysterious ways and you never know. See, I've been writing content, I've been creating content for the digital media since the last five years, but I still I still don't know what works in one And that mm-hmm. is really fearsome after this point in time. But then again, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So you have to make peace with it. And uh, are you know, the the mega bosses sitting over there in Silicon Valley called Zuckerberg has created meta in such a difficult way that the algorithms change all the time. So it's difficult to adapt to all of them. But then again, we thrive. Yeah, a lot of content creators complain also is that you never know what's going to work on a social media because they constantly keep on changing the algorithms. There is a lot of technical thought that goes into creating creative ad or a marketing strategy. Uh, There are a lot of numbers. How does one bring the creative at the same time look at the stats and numbers and build a bridge in between both of those i've always fe- always uh, feared numbers since the starting the day they brought alphabets into math i gave up but you know there's no there's no running away from it so eventually i had to i had to learn to analyze the numbers as well but uh, when it comes to marketing uh, when it comes to advertising the numbers these many people have bought, these many people have not bought, these many people have considered to buy it, these many people have not considered to buy it. So uh, over here, more than math, there is the logic that comes with math. I'm sure like, you know, from a brand's perspective, there are always going to be, the, you know, numbers like the marketing budget, there's going to be KRAs, there is not the, the, going to be the production cost, there's going to be the marketing cost. But from an agency side, the site that I have worked on since a long time, there is only one thing that we have to consider, which is the marketing budget, right? And the avenues of marketing and their costs are quite clear. Newspaper ad is going to cost this much. TVC spot is going to cost this much. Spotify ad is going to cost this much. 
એટલે વી હેવ અ નંબર્સ સોલિડલી પ્રેઝન્ટ ઇન ફ્રન્ટ ઓફ અસ સો ઓલ વી હેવ ટુ એનાલાઇઝ હાઉ હાઉ મેની હાઉ મચ મની આર ધે કમિંગ ઓન બોર્ડ રાઇટ એન્ડ દેન કમ્સ આર માર્કેટ રિસર્ચ પાર્ટ એન્ડ આર માર્કેટ રિસર્ચ પાર્ટ ધ નંબર્સ આર એવિડન્ટલી ક્લિયર ધીઝ મેની પીપલ યુઝ ધ પ્રોડક્ટ ધીઝ મેની પીપલ ડોન્ટ યુઝ અ પ્રોડક્ટ સો આઈ ડોન્ટ ઇવન વોન્ટ ટુ ગો ટુ વર્ડ ઇફ ધ પ્રોડક્ટ ઇઝ સચ દેટ યુ કે નોટ યુ નો હેબિચ્યુએટ ધેમ ટુ વિટ ધન આર નોટ ઇવન ગો ટુ વર્ડ પીપલ વર નોટ યુઝિંગ રાઇટ so yeah that's it numbers over here are quite clear and then again the market research team or the or the agency involved in market research they they simplified for you a lot of it i'm really thankful for all the people who actually had studied during their market research uh, uh, curriculum in their mbas and their bas and what not i i'm still thankful that i did not go for an mba i would i would not have survived in it so you you were saying that usually when you see that the people who are not using it it's going to be very hard to convince them to use the product you would not even try why waste money just try to build on the customers they are already using it and so do you think marketing also needs to happen to the customers who are already using the product why like i i would think that why not invite new customers rather than appeal to the customers they are already using it because anyway they are using it because they like the product then why are we appealing to them because we need them to keep using the only reason is that we need them to keep using it why does thumbs up need to advertise thumbs up need not advertise you are going to drink drink thumbs up without sharukh khan in the ad or with sharukh khan in the ad. they don't need to advertise it's just that they need to be alive in the psyche of the audience so at the next time when you say that i want to make this kind of an purchase kind of a purchase someone around you or you should say that we should go for x product and that x products marketing helps so you want we to don't say i want to have a cold drink yeah. we don't say i want to have a cold drink mara thumbs up pv we always say i want to have a thumbs up and that is how you make a place in the audience's mind and without advertising without marketing that is not possible you want have to, to const- if you are the only player in that uh, category you have to be very much alive and very much happening inside your it's a psyche subconsciously they should be thinking about present they should be active the one siren should always be be playing over here in the audience yeah or still when uh, ad of coke comes i think they have nailed it with the fizz and that the anything uh, their bottle shape is so iconic ha uh-huh. i i think they have nailed it so whenever the ad comes my throat even though i have left cold drink and i have now not drink cold drink in like last few months my my throat still gets wet because you want to have right. that feeling you need something uh, yeah you need something interesting so in the last few years i think there have been a lot of backlashes on ads ads that are trying to preach or trying to share a social message they have been backlashed on both sides i think not just on one side uh, how do you think like is a marketing agency's goal or like i won't say goal but like is there a responsibility to preach or try to share a social message or try to change people's perspective or is that something which they shouldn't try see what am i what i am going to say now is what is some little that's okay. good we, uh, not a lot of people listen to this podcast so we can talk about politics <laughs> so uh, you're you're aligned you you understand the two political ideologies right 
the right wingers and the left wingers i do i do now everyone does i think yeah everybody does but the liberal side the left side is where a lot of creative people belong right uh creative people have an inclination towards that side so anything that they see around them which is wrong which is right they always do know it calculate that into a social message that put it inside the film like uh, starbucks recently did uh, this ad of with a with a person with a with a gender change this thing so uh, this couple was trying to when meeting their daughter and then they came to understand that the, she had a sex change operation who used to be a guy for the sudden now she's a girl and uh, lgbtq is something that not a lot of uh, smaller brands are touching right now but the bigger brands have passed the message with that and of course when the june month comes when the pride month comes every every organizations they want to change their logo so yeah i mean you should do that because a lot of uh, a lot of the new audience that you you will be catering to in the future will belong to that part but uh, I, since the very beginning i've had a, an ideology that has you know inclined me a little towards the right i i wouldn't consider myself to be a, a conservatist but conservative conserves but moderately inclined towards till to the right so i always think that inculcating social messages is not going to show sell the product when it comes to when it comes to brand films if you just want to show support or show empathy towards uh, you know different things like uh, minorities like uh, lgbtq and like a lot of other things like women empowerment see women empowerment is a completely different topic i think that is necessary that is not something that you should shed light on i say that because i'm not you know i'm not somebody Who, who 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 would consider you know if my other half is my if my better half earns more money than me I would be really happy <laughs> and there is not a hint of jealousy in that I would be like okay you earn money I'll spend I don't care and uh, my entire team I have a team of uh, I have a team of six girls and you know I, I, believe me it's it's easier to work with women it's easier to work with women. Uh, and then it is with guys because guys have this different kind of attitude the company to mere baap ki and girls never work with that kind of you know and that's something i really love about them so yeah when it comes to adhering to a lot of controversial topics i always suggest that we stay a little away because our the landscape of advertising that we belong to in gujarat do, do whatever you can i mean you can portray yourself as modern as you can but we have a certain connect with traditions we have a certain connect with culture over here in gujarat and as far as gujarat's advertising landscape is considered i would always ask the team to stay a little away from controversial topics be on point talk to people as people not talk to people as you know as you are empathizing talk to people as you talk to people so i think that helps in the advertising specifically in the advertising landscape of gujarat makes sense i i've always felt that if you have the platform you should use it when at the same time it's quite hard to change people's perception when you are anyway so selling over here them. what happens is that sometimes the brands do not align with that idea as well see yeah uh, right i mean the the businesses that we deal with are third generation businesses Mm-hmm. and uh, the decision making power comes from the second generation who have already crossed the age of 50 to make them understand the concepts of the of the world what uh, of the world and what it has become now 
is quite difficult for them. And if you talk about the generation before that, it is almost impossible to make them understand. The newer generation might resonate with you, but again, the newer generation is the newer generation is not your target audience when you are selling. Right now, if I'm working with a real estate brand and I do a film about LGBTQ, it does not make sense because the person who's going to buy my house is already between the age of 45 and 55 because these are like expensive houses, right? Ambravad, real estate is booming. So the man at the age the, and the power that he has to spend that amount of money, I don't think that he'll resonate with me talking about LGBTQ or minorities because he, at some point, he does not care. I can spread all the information to to them, but then, you know, it has to be in a very, they're very fragile with this kind of information. So it has to be, it has to be crafted in a very, it has to be crafted well, when I'm talking, you know, to them about it. So I always, as you said, I mean, if you have a platform, you must utilize it. But then again, you know, you've always been taught to, when you enter a room, read the room first and then start talking. So I think that's it. It's, it's the same over here. Makes sense. Anyway, because you are selling a product already. Now you are selling also this ideology and you are trying to change right. people's perspective in two ways. So it's quite hard. But obviously, I think brands like Coca-Cola or any brand like that. If they Global brands can do it. Global do brands have the yeah. medium to do it. Global brands have the money to do it. And global brands have the I don't give a fuck attitude to do it. Global brands can. So now coming to different kinds of formats in which you make ads because you are also a huge you copyright so you do print ads at the same time you also write for video ads pvcs you do that and mm. I, i'm not sure if you do audio but now audio is also obviously yeah, yeah, audio there, ads it, are always going to be a part uh-huh. it's just that it was, uh, the medium changed from radio to spotify spotify yeah so it was there obviously in radio and still it is, but now we have a huge audio audience outside of radio as well. So how do you see this three different formats and how do you change your content according to it, be it by boards? Or... I mean, it, it will always depend on my target group. It will always depend on my target audience. See, if... No, what, so I, what I meant was like, if you're doing, uh, selling something in print, how do you think about it like how do you tackle it and if you're doing something for video how do you tackle it and what is your also preferred medium of <laughs> advertising preferred medium okay i'll start in a different way when we plan a campaign for a brand or a product of a brand uh, we cannot limit ourselves to think from one perspective right if they come up to us and they and they tell us that we want a digital campaign my entire team and I will get together and explain that why I explain to them why only digital will not work for your brand. Right? You have to do print, you have to do you have to get into multiple areas. And the landscape of digital advertising has changed and evolved such yeah, to such extents that uh, earlier there was uh, there was just Facebook, then came Instagram, now there is WhatsApp, then there is LinkedIn. LinkedIn marketing is a huge, huge market. Like uh, B2B for the B2B uh, businesses and uh, then there is Spotify and there is Ghana and there is uh, Google and there is AdWords I, I mean the avenues just don't stop any and then there are content creation platforms like Moch, ShareChat, Chingari, MX Takata which have infiltrated the rural audiences so much that 
the minute that you open Instagram and you scroll through Reels, you'll understand that your house help is actually doing the same, but in the Moja, right? So but there are so many platforms, there are so many avenues to do digital marketing, to do digital branding, to do digital advertising, that you cannot stop at one. And now what happens is uh, TV commercials and TV spots are too expensive, right? So people do want to do little uh, marketing films or brand films or product films, but they call they term them as DVCs, so digital video commercials. These will air on YouTube. These will air on uh, your social media pages. You can pin to pin them to the top, and then you can play them as ads as well. But uh, I think the the TV commercial part is uh, you know has been there is a monopoly over there. Like if you have a lot 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 of money, you can advertise on TV. And when you advertise on TV, you will have to choose your uh, channels very wisely. Like you've heard of this brand called Kayam Churan, right? Kayam Churan ads you can never see. Kayam yeah, Churan ads you can never see on uh, Setmax or you can never see on Star Plus. They will always be on Astha Channel and Sanskar Channel, yes. right? So they they tap their audiences, uh, you know, in that way. So again, every everything that I do, every marketing activity that I plan, every avenue that I choose is going to be accordingly. If I'm doing an ad for uh, an IT institute or uh, or a, fin- a let's say a finishing school for that matter, uh, something something kind of an institute, then I would never use print. I mean, print is the most preferred thing to do uh, to advertise, but I wouldn't choose it because I want to do it on the digital medium. I want to focus on the digital medium because my entire audience is gonna be on this phone all the time, right? Be it any place, even if. Even if I strategically choose a busy crossroad around schools for a billboard, I know that my target audience, let's say Rakesh, who's a boy who's 6, 17 years old, who's driving an Activa, the first thing that he does on the signal is to remove his phone or to check for the notification. He's not going to look up for ads, right? So that has to be chosen very wisely. And people say that print is dying, this is dying, outdoor advertising is dying. I don't believe that. Print print can never die. The amount the amount of heritage that print advertising carries, the amount of uh, maestros who worked in the field of print advertising have built it and curated it to such an extent that I, I, I don't think that it will ever die. I mean, you open the newspaper in the morning. Do you, do you read newspapers? I, I don't. You don't read the newspaper? Yeah. Okay. The first thing that my alma mater uh, has taught me is to uh, get up in the morning, have your cup of tea and read the newspaper. Now, 90% of the time, I'm really, really late to work. It's really late to work every morning. So what I do is I go to work and I read the newspaper along with my morning tea. But uh, reading a newspaper has to be, you know, it's just... I mean, you get the news, you get the news and everything on your phone. So it's not really the news that you want to read. But uh, Times of India has this uh, has this page uh, on page 17 or 16. There is the advertorial. And uh, I, I like how they draft the content over there because it comes from a senior journalist all the time. And there are some sections. See, uh, local news is not something that is, you know, too interesting unless and until something big has happened. But uh, when you when you reach the global part, when you when you go to the national part of what's happening in the country, of what's happening in the world, you tend to think that oh my god, we are we are so little people in front of everything that is happening. Yesterday there were there were riots in France, right? Because they shot an Algerian boy, a boy of Algerian descent, 
and the entire Algerian community was on the streets to hear it. Now, I knew that because I read the news, but when I was scrolling through my Instagram, there was a meme. By, uh, the meme said, "By France, chalo, sab muft mein mil raha hai, jo lena hai, le lo." And then yes, the caption can... was, "Riot! <laughs> there are riots in France, right?" So uh, different getting news has also changed. Mediums, right? Different kinds yeah. of news, different. If they reach you in different ways, and uh, they educate you or impart their wisdom in different ways. But yeah, I mean, it happens. So I think it's quite necessary to explore each avenue depending on your target audience, right? I I knew about France riots because I read the news. Somebody else might know about France riots because they saw saw this meme. Meme. So you know, it's the difference of uh, the difference of consumption of content, ultimately. So uh, you, uh, one of the raps that you made in that <laughs> rap, there was good enough ideas are not good enough. Uh, yeah, now, actually, I used to work with a creative director earlier. Uh, he was the one who wrote the entire rap. I I wrote just four odd lines out of it. But he okay. said that uh, you know you've got a rap voice. Why don't you give it a try? So I went to the studio for the first time. I fucking enjoyed. I enjoyed my ass off. And everyone was like, "Ye ye ho hai? Ye se hai? And I really liked singing, but I never I never thought that you know rap was something that I could I could do. But it was really fun. And the recording ultimately is on which I don't need to tell you. But the recording is a fun process. It is. So what I was where I was going is that like good enough ideas are not good enough. That is what yeah. I feel like the marketing industry has become. The ideas are just good enough. They are not great. There is mm-hmm. a lack of creativity or creatives. I am not sure what or is that what the customers want or the clients want. I am also not sure if that is the case. But because you are in the field, I think you could talk about more because I think you have also seen the golden ads of. Maybe nineties or the two thousands, and you know that those ads were quite better than what we are seeing today. Also, there could be a thing where because you are trying to preach to a larger audience now, and India has become more different. A larger, in the sense more that, aware audience. Ha, huh. and also like uh, India has also become more like diverse. We are at the peak, peak of globalization. I think as huh. a country, we are at the peak of globalization. So uh, India has become diverse. Before the ads, that the ads when we saw as child, those ads would preach to the lowest of the people and also the highest class of the, the people. Highest. But now, now because we have so much diversity, there is a seg- now we... there is a segregation. Ha. Uh-huh. And segregation. Uh, if you have to have Ajay Devgan, Akshay Kumar, and Shah Rukh Khan for Vimal. Then you need That's to understand huge, how much effort yeah. do you have to put in for a, a for an actually good brand or a good product. That that makes sense. That totally captures how brands are now thinking about trying to capture the whole audience because Vimal is eaten by even the laborers and even the person in an Audi. So they are trying to capture the whole market with this three different personalities of Bollywood. Question where I was going is why is it that. the industry is becoming or it's feeling like the marketing industry is going down especially in the creative side oh. maybe they might be selling more products but creatively i feel like it's i'll tell you the basic difference over here when i said that india is reaching the peak of globalization uh, there are two two things that come with it one is money and the other is uh, uh, status of life money can be divided into two parts there is old money and there is new money 
ओल्ड मनी इज हेरिटेज मनी जे यू सीन इट ग्रो सिंस अ लॉर्ड ऑफ सिंस अ लॉन्ग टाइम न्यू मनी इज द मनी दैट कम्स बाय सेलिंग लैंड्स बाय यू नो बाय बाय टेकिंग सम शॉर्टकट्स दैट यू सीन अराउंड बाय यू नो बी इट वट एवर बट न्यू मनी एंड ओल्ड मनी कैन बी डिफ्रेंशिएटेड वेरी इजीली एंड द कॉन्टेंट विच हैज टू बी क्रिएटेड फॉर ओल्ड मनी हैज टू बी वेरी डिफरेंट फ्रॉम द न्यू मनी ओके आई विल गिव यू अनदर एग्जाम्पल यू कैन ईजीली मेक आउट न्यू मनी बाय द वे दे शॉप राइट द वे दे बाइंग पैटर्नस आर न्यू मनी कैन बी मेड आउट दैट इजी फ्रॉम ओल्ड मनी एंड एज फार एज द क्यूरेशन और क्रिएटिविटी इज कंसिडर्ड डू यू रिमेंबर सोनाली बेंद्रेज नीमा एड I do, I do. Right, the entire communication and the ad was that you are beautiful as you are. We are just adding an extra charm of beauty to you. Right now, that kind of that kind of messaging can't work today when you have Mac, when you have LA, when you have all the cosmetics in the world who are trying to tell you that please, please, please look more prettier with us. Right, uh, the thing that a simple uh, a simple soap. from a man sitting in gujarat made by a man sitting in gujarat could do today is not the same that your expensive cosmetics can do so i think awareness about things around you and awareness uh, about global brands has brought people to a conclusion that nothing is ever going to be enough for us which works in my favor but then again i have to put my efforts to sell now as far as creativity is considered different stratas of the society we will have a different approach towards understanding your message if i blabber and go on circling around and circling around the product and not hit the pit point then the lowest strata of the audiences might lose me i'm still grabbing the uh, the, the biggest uh, the people from the you know the higher strata of the society but then again i don't want to lose the people who were left back down so uh, content today has to be curated in a way that it has to align with both of them or i have to decide that who i want to align with and i just keep aligning them if i want to sell to the if i want to sell the product to the extremely rich then i won't ever you know i i would never show anything less than a mercedes in my hand but if i want to show uh, content to the lower strata of the audience then maybe i'll bring around a premium car once in a while but just for an aspirational purpose not from an inspirational purpose so i wanted to double click on the question of how because we have global brands also competing for this indian market people are pushing the product now so do you think that is the case where like people the brands have become insecure in the sense that because there are so many brands which people can choose from they are trying to preach to their audience that use us because we are better than them we do this we do this we do this and they are forgetting the whole idea of marketing is not to preach the audience but i personally what i think the whole purpose of marketing is to create a connection with the audience of the connection that it doesn't matter for us for a soap if it could make you white or not uh because anyway it's a perception no one is going to become white using a soap but they are trying to create a connection with the audience that if you use the soap you would i think they uh, subconsciously something nostalgia or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so what you are precisely to... talking about is brand positioning in the market uh uh-huh. brand positioning is a concept of how people will perceive your brand right more than today in this dynamic world 
the market is not a battleground for products anymore. It is always a battleground of perceptions. Right? The perceptions that you create in the audience's mind is what your brand is going to do for a longer time. Right? So, from when I say that now I'm into branding strategies and communication strategies, a lot of my time gets invested in positioning the brands. Right? Brand positioning, chalo, I'll give you a simple example. Remember Hero Pleasure? I do. Right? I do. Yeah, Hero Pleasure's positioning statement was why should boys have all the fun? And their, their, their entire positioning of the product was carried out in a way that this vehicle should be considered when you are buying a vehicle for the female member of your society. It can be a daughter, it can be a mother. But then again, how many male friends have you seen drive that? No, it's I not hero. Uh, it was not hero passion, but uh, it was not a bike. It was a scooty. It no, was... hero pleasure, passion, pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. yeah. It was yeah. a hero's pleasure. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and it was everyone specifically crafted and... for women and males yeah. used to drive it that's true and males used to drive it yeah so over here but then again when you saw a male on a pleasure you always used to make fun of him right and then he'll go embarrassed and saying that yeah this is one of my sister i just drove it today he'll come up with many reasons so that is how positioning works positioning can change perceptions of people and uh, positioning is so important for the newer age brands that if you can't do it, you will be lost in a pool of brands that, you know, that are selling the same thing. I think in the cricketing season, you can see a lot of ads of, uh, there are Dream 11 ads, there is MPL ads, and there, is, there are so many fantasy league. And every fantasy league has to come up with a unique feature in order to thrive in the market. Like Dream 11 will come, okay, I'll give you 11 crores in price. MPL will come, I'll make you meet Shubman Gil. Yeah, so every brand has to have a different perspective they have to have you know they have to have a plan to create a perception in the audience's mind likewise so uh, that is literally where brand positioning comes in so i always you know tell businesses that if you want to become brands then you will have to you know you have to predefine a positioning statement you have to predefine a positioning in the market so that you can thrive easily so that you can rise up easily once you create a perception you have to build on that build on that build on that and then later on you can sell on that as well but creating that perception is very much necessary. Interesting. So, there are different ways to sell a product. You can be preachy. You can bring in nostalgia. You can just say that this product does this and that's why you should use it. It could be an indirect plug-in and you could be selling a feeling. But there is also yeah. one other way of selling a product is by making your audience guilty. Making them feel uncomfortable about the choices that they have made till now. And I saw that in your campaign, which you did for the World Environment Day, uh, where you were trying yeah. to make the audience guilty about the choices that they have made. And in the end, there is a message, right? So how does you choose from like, obviously, I want to talk about this whole way of marketing of making the audience feel guilty. And because you are selling to the people and you are also pointing a finger at them that they have been making wrong choice and they are wrong. And so that's... A, so it's quite a different way of selling a product. It might work with few people. It might not work with few people. It, it might work because there was one case where I was sitting with my friends in a cafe and two people came to me and they're like, we do this thing and chilling with their friends. But we tend to use our time productively and we try to help people and they were trying to make me guilty, which I learned quite late. 
and I, that day I donated two thousand rupees to them. That's why they they are trying to play on our insecurities. So this is a way of selling a product or selling anything. So it's a fine line where you can make the audience feel uncomfortable so much that they might not they start hating the uh, product or the company, or they might come on the other side. So how does and use one ah uh, and use it? So how does one think about this marketing strategy? How do you think about this marketing? So uh, if we keep guilt, if we keep guilt at the bay and we think about insecurities then that is what fair and lovely's marketing strategy has been since 1999 they have always made women you know they have always made women realize that you are dark okay you are dark you are Except not enough that you are dark and you have a friend who uses fair and lovely who is extremely fair okay i don't know why but this dark dusky girl will always have a extremely white friend who uses fair and lovely right and that pinpoints the inaccuracies or insecurities of a person Let me talk about guilt. Guilt, ma. Uh, how do I put guilt? I don't know if you remember. It was a very short-lived campaign. But when Liz baked, Liz, Liz asked baked chips. I remember. Right. Yeah. So everybody was like, Liz is now doing baked chips and everything. And then came uh, this uh, too young Virat Kohli's brand, who said that yes. we're not doing fried anything. We're not doing baked anything. This is completely healthy. Now Lay's cannot market baked chips by saying that this is healthy for you because their prime product in the market is already something that is unhealthy. So no, if I'm, I'm if I'm selling fried potato chips and I'm selling baked potato chips, I cannot say that fried is bad because I my my biggest market belongs to fried. But in case of two young, you can you can play the game completely differently. You can say that the market leaders are selling uh, are selling crap to you already. Why do you want to fall in that category? Eat something healthy that has been created healthy, and that has been you know that is going to be healthy for a longer time. So that is how again over here also perceptions come into place. It is you know it is always about how you position your product, how you create an identity for your product or for your brand in the market amongst the audiences. So um, when it uh, as you ask that how you, how you make them feel guilty. it's guilty is just an emotion there are a lot of emotions that come with a lot of different products right when i talk about self care i can talk about a little guilt when i talk about when i talk about real estate i i have to uh, i have to bank on the emotions and everything when i talk about food i have to pinpoint hunger and i have to pinpoint the time of the day when you can have it so creating brand identities creating brand positioning also have you know a seven factor thing right what time of the day is your product going to be used by who is it going to be used in what situation is it going to be used because you know different situations different types of products different uh, scenarios different types of products so different time of the day different time of product different type of products i cannot sell lays at 10 am in the morning because that is literally that people are looking for something healthy to eat but the same thing that i if i if i show a lays ad on their screens at 4 o'clock in the evening while they are having their chai evening coffee i can actually lure them into buying that lays with just the sound of the crisp comes with it right so yeah there are a lot of different uh, you know situations and a lot of different things that you have to consider before positioning a product or uh, playing on the emotions of the person who is reading or writing or, or watching your advertisement interesting so let's now go into what the future of marketing is going to look like with all the new technology that we are changing and how things are also changing how people are using their time how people are using the computer 
how social media is also changing lot of different things are going to affect how marketing is going to change for us also people are going to be more uh, aware about how you are selling them your product so you have mm. to keep on innovating new ways to sell the product because the same way is not going to work so and in that whole game ai also coming in it could write really good ad with just few prompts so how do you think the world of copywriting or the marketing is going to change with all of those changes that is coming in and are you thinking about how you are going to position yourself in this market again i'll start with a real life example my my maternal uncle uh, he came to me one day he says yeah she said whatever i say in and around my phone my phone shows ads of and i am like thank god <laughs> that is literally what i'm working on <laughs> so yeah it it gets really difficult to align the previous generation with technology and what your plans with marketing are but they are also you know quite tech savvy now they also use different kinds of apps they also know they also understand ai and everything as far as ai is considered artificial intelligence is not something that i'm really afraid of because ai can help you write ai can help you draft ai can never help you understand a lot of uh, the biggest part of advertising something that i consider very very important is understanding people and ai can never help you understand people ai can never help you understand emotions ai can never help you understand uh, what we uh, how you know how people's mindsets work especially I, in a country like india yeah so on emotion i understand and diversity of people i understand but ai can really sort data or sort stats that you feed it we better than which is brilliant for me ha uh-huh. which is okay, brilliant so. for me if ai can help me pinpoint the five people who i have to target in order to sell my product ai is a fucking boon for me but then again ai cannot help me draft the communication that i want to you know the way i want to talk to them because those five people i know are on the are on the verge of converting into uh, into my buyers but then again the final touch of a salesman is always necessary that is the reason rolex and patek philippe and every other bigger watch brand in the entire world does not sell their watches digitally they will always have a man set when a when a rolex or a patek philippe is being delivered being sold there will be a personal salesman that is going from the office just to understand and these salesmen will have a relationship with the buyers because you know people buying rolex are not the people who are rolex lete no these are the people who have a collection of rolexes right so these guys these salesmen they know their entire families they talk with them and that that the personal connection that a salesman can have with the buyer is completely different it's completely you know it's it's i i feel that connecting with the audiences while selling a product is magical so i i i never suppose that that magic can be done with ai ai can help me write copies ai can help me write captions for social media marketing posts AI can help me write content, but AI can never help me understand. That's it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So let's talk about inspiration because you changed your field. You have now studied marketing, per se. You are right now studying marketing, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. before before you joined it, uh, you never studied marketing. So I am sure there would have been people or inspirations who you looked up to. whose work you the really closest enjoyed. thing i came to marketing during my education was having industrial economics as an elect- elective subject <laughs> i think we were yeah. in the same class yeah so uh, what were your inspirations when you 
went into this field people who you looked up to people whose work you really enjoyed and you tried to not copy it but at least take inspiration from it and understand their work print ads newspaper reading is something that my my parents really uh, you know they asked me to do it like i have to have to get up and read the newspaper and the first page and the last page of the newspaper were all these ads right and when you when you when you grow up reading ads you actually have seen the advertising market evolve over the period of time first there used to be direct selling then there was a phase where there was uh, lateral selling then there is uh, then there was you know there was a phase where there was a lot of metaphorical advertising that used to be done and then come came the phase again where direct advertising came into the picture because people need you know advertisers realize that people need to be educated over and without the prior education all our marketing money or all our marketing budget is actually going to waste so the eras of advertising they keep repeating it's like fashion right or uh, the fashion of 60s and is back right now uh, 60s and 70s fashion is uh, it, it is catching up in 2023 so i think i i don't think a lot of people would uh, you know relate with me what i'm relate with what i'm saying over here but i think uh, the mediums of advertising are are ever changing but they are not very different from what they used to do earlier like uh, one of my favorite ads belongs to it, it has been written for rolls royce by david ogilvy himself david ogilvy is somebody who you know he's the biggest person in advertising the biggest name in advertising even after 40 even after 40 years after his death he's considered the biggest name in advertising a uh, global there's a global agency under his name it's called ornm ogilvy and mather and david ogilvy was the person who wrote who personally wrote the ads for rolls royce so this ad i think it was back in the 60s or the 70s and it is a long format ad the copy it entirely covered an entire page of a newspaper the copy it started with a headline which said at 60 miles an hour the only thing that you will be able to hear in the new rolls royce phantom is the clock ticking on the dashboard Right. This was a brilliantly crafted advertisement, right? And he, he he just said that the car is so silent that the only thing you'll be able to hear is the clock ticking. And Rolls Royce has this has this clock as a benchmark in their design. And then there was an entire write up of four to five paragraphs, right? So this is called a long form advertisement where you write more content in order to sell, right? But then again, the people who buy Rolls Royce are the people who actually like to read all these things. they'll spend hours and hours on websites researching about uh, the car the engine if you're buying a rolls royce you have to invest a lot of you inside the rolls royce so long form advertising they stopped after a while because people thought that uh, advertisers thought and people don't have the time to read it but now when in this culture this pop culture where the gen z are taking over gen z loves to read gen z loves reading they they grow up reading they grow up watching so long form interests them so long form copies are making a comeback now right there was a time in the middle where people only took the visual approach and everything but now they're considering this aspect of you know writing more relating with the audience especially when i write audience i, I write for the younger generation i like to converse with them my writing style is conversational writing i'll ask questions i think uh, some of the matter that i sent you to read it has a hint of conversationalism to it i like to converse with my audience it has yeah so yeah that is it inspiration has always been the ads inspiration has always been the people around me and then uh, 
of course there were films i love watching films we love watching films earlier i still love watching films i can watch and you know there was a tally that we had earlier in college how many times you seen dark night because it's my favorite film i think that was the first film we saw together it was a dark night no? or was it inception i don't remember i think it was a christopher nolan film for sure it was a christopher mm-hmm. nolan film uh-huh. and till date i still count every time i see dark night i've seen dark night 37 But imagine that Batman was always Batman was a hero. Batman was an idol. But the way Fun School and Mattel and DC Universe have marketed Batman—that is the only reason Batman is still instilled in our minds. And the way you you can bring multiple Batman, right? I I love Nolan's Batman. I love Ben Affleck's Batman. There are different perceptions that I have according to each creator of the Batman. But the idea of Batman has so been instilled in our psyche that we'll always yeah, always going to enjoy Batman. So I think that is also a part of marketing. The, the Batman was marketed so cleverly, so you know how do I use this word? Batman has been crafted inside our mind so intricately that looking beyond Batman as a superhero becomes very difficult for us. the idol the idol in superheroes is going to be batman because that is how he was marketed to us so yeah i think inspiration can be anything and everything around you if you look closely makes sense so that's a good point that you said that market perceptions are going to change and uh, the way we are marketing it's slowly coming back to what how we were marketing in 60s because there needs to be because with i think right now also there is uh age of new products where we are now seeing new products new healthy products also so there hmm. goes a bit of learning with it uh, making audiences understand how this is a different and why they should use it so there needs to be some form of learning also i think now the generation has become fed up with lies the marketing the lies that have marketing have because up. they are more aware ha huh. so they they are using products which are sharing the truth and i think the uh, whole truth there is a company called whole truth i am sure you know of it and their yeah. marketing strategy has been quite interesting of them it's showing that it's and it is relating with the audience ha uh-huh. and that is the only reason they are running so i, I really enjoy and their products are also good uh, good good enough yeah. yeah so anyway what now i just have two questions for you the last question would be what are the lessons that marketing teaches you outside of marketing outside of how what you will use for work but like in everyday life okay one of the first uh, things that marketing has taught me in this age is that people are aware now right as we talked earlier i'll give you a very simple example i i had i had someone who i was working and they were quite young right and they said that you know they're suffering from they're suffering from a mental disturbance right now if if somebody that young comes up to you and says that i i am suffering with anxiety you consider you just go back to the age and time you know that you were you used to be in earlier at 17 at 16 17 we didn't even know what anxiety was right i mean we even never taught the the term of mental diseases and depressions and everything was not that huge a deal when we were young now it is that comes with exposure to information so exposure to information is something that evo- uh, that helps people evolve over time and i think that is the biggest lesson that the market has taught me that you need to evolve with time it is not necessary to completely change change your perceptions and change whatever you've learned 
but you will have to mend it nevertheless to get aligned with the market of today and one other thing that the market has taught me is that and i have a fair reason for it there is a reason i am still striving in the ahmedabad market and i am not going to the bombay market because the one thing that the markets have taught me is that there is always space to grow and uh, if you if you analyze the present scenario of absr which is ahmedabad baroda surat and rajkot the four prime cities of gujarat uh, the the landscape of the market has revolutionized in the past 5 uh, years this is the most booming market everybody wants to be here everybody wants to come here i think the central government has played their role of you know marketing ahmedabad and marketing gujarat to the outside world but then again when we expect to see the change in the market we do have to be willing to change for the market so yeah i think that the biggest thing that the market has taught me is to evolve with time and give it time because it's quite necessary to sit back and understand what is going on around patience if if i were to put it correctly it is patience that the market has taught me that's good lessons to good lessons to have just not in marketing but like in our life also in general right patience yeah. keeping patience is good for you and i mean i know from personal experience you didn't have a lot of patience back then. i did not have patience at all shrijay can you share with us books movies advertisements in your case that has stayed with you and inspired you or helped you build your perception of the world over the obviously we are growing this is not going to be the end and we are at the starting of the of journey course. and uh, it would be nice to have a conversation the same conversation we had today after 20 years 110% yeah 100% i want to have this conversation with you after 5 years down the line i yeah. i just want to see the hypocrite side of me changing changing my answers changing the answers that i gave you I seriously hope that I don't change the answers but what if I do if I do I want to understand in which direction do I go I think so, uh, change uh, is always good change is good change uh, is if, if 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 we are similar after 5 years I think we won't have grown so I I think after 5 yeah. years if we have <laughs> completely changed our perspectives I think that would be an amazing thing hopefully in a positive right. way but somewhere we will have change something's negative something's Agreed. positive uh, anyway Agreed. yeah your things yeah. that you so if i were to talk about if i were to talk about films then you wouldn't believe it but i have seen nothing apart from comedy since the last uh, two years I've, 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 i'm watching only comedy because you know why comedy and humor is the easiest way to relate with your audience so you pick up comedy from anywhere you just watch comedy you will get an idea of as to how people work how people laugh So when I say comedy, I have seen different types of comedy over the past times. I've seen see the the the, the usual suspects to you know there is friends, there is how I met your mother, but I I I I diverged my entire process into from a different perspective. Like have you seen how I met your mother? I have. So I always consider how I met your mother to be a writer's comedy. Friends is a layman's comedy. Big Bang Theory is a geek's comedy. it's always sunny in philadelphia is a psychopath comedy or psychologist comedy i so love the different shows it's always sunny right i mean you have to be mentally disturbed to like it i love it <laughs> I, i think i'm crazy the, the amount of psychopathy that has been shown inside is shown inside that show it's completely unbelievable and a not not a lot of people can digest it then comes then come shows like family guy family guy will give you 
all kinds of racial humor it will give you gender humor it will give you crass humor anything if you can laugh at that then you'll understand that what people will laugh at and believe me humor works like a charm in advertising humor we works like a charm serious films are always going to be there but i consider going to the cinema for all these kind of films i mean there are the classics that you can watch anytime but i i never leave out any film so if there is a new film i'm going to the cinema to watch it so yeah films work in that way so keep exploring i have one advice that i have is just keep exploring films films consider films to be a form of entertainment and not just art in the new day and age people have considered i i'm, I'm i think you sh- you also might have that same perspective but uh, this came after uh, you know one day i was recently uh, watching someone was watching hum saath saath hai and i was just watching it with them and i considered that this film there a lot a lot of business it is still alive in the audience's psyche like it's fresh why this is not art this is commercial film making and then sure someone said that this is entertainment this is what entertainment is this is what entertainment looked like back in the day and it just hit me that films of today are trying too much to go towards art and they are missing the the element of entertainment in it of course there are films like selfie and there are films like house fools who are going to thrive in the market but when you are making an artsy film you have to understand that it has to communicate a message along with entertaining the audiences so i always look for that entertainment purpose in the film along with that and reading as far as reading is considered i have not been reading ex- anything except my academic since the last one and one and a half year so i think post my studies we'll have this chat again about what books to read because as of now the only thing that goes on in my mind when i'm reading something is marketing metrics positioning possibilities and shit not maybe in last 2 years but maybe before that or maybe in childhood books that have stayed with you or movies that have stayed with you movies that have stayed with me are uh, of course fun film that you and i both love is the pursuit of happiness it has stayed with me the dark knight has stayed with me there are beautiful rom-coms there are beautiful uh, beautifully written uh, comedy films that have stayed with me over the time I love Adam Sandler films. I know they don't make a lot of sense, but from an from an entertainment perspective, I always love them. Then there are your Charlie Day films like Horrible Bosses and whatnot. But The Hangover, the entire series of Hangover, uh, some things that I really enjoy. And you know, there are a lot of Hindi movies too that I enjoy sometimes, but purely and purely from entertainment purposes. Like there's this film, Rohit Chetty's film called Simba. I've seen I've I've seen Simba. I've seen Singham. I've seen Golmal so many times that they have been instilled in my mind over there. Any time a meme pops up from those films, I always I'll be the first one to relate with it. So yeah, anything that you have grown fond of should stay with you. So I just suggest that grow fond of something and and stick to it. I've grown fond of comedy and I'm sticking to it. If you grow grow fond of something, then you should stick to it and maybe it. it's not necessary that you can use it in your professional life or your academic life but then again you know everything that you do does not have to does not have to be done for a, or with a purpose watching films is not something that you know i do with a purpose i do it for myself it has no purpose but somewhere it would help in always, always. Yeah. i mean humor always helps everywhere breaking the ice from breaking the ice to convincing the buyer to buy a product everywhere humor can play a very elite role i stick to it 
Great. Thank you, Srijay, for sharing your journey, sharing your thoughts with us. It was a pleasure having a conversation with you. Thank you. All right, then. Shalom. Shalom.